my fellow Ohioans, good evening. On Monday, our country received some very promising news regarding a coronavirus vaccine that Pfizer is developing. The first results from phase three, the final research phase on their vaccine, show it to be very effective in preventing COVID-19. That's great news. This should give us all great hope. It could be here as early as December, and we will be ready. We will be ready to get it out just as soon as we receive it. We've been told that it will come in batches. In the first several months, our priority will be to get it out to protect the most vulnerable and to protect our essential health workers. We'll then be able to move to the general population. At some point after that, we hope to achieve significant immunity in Ohio. But tonight, I want to talk to you about what we do until then. We are now at the most crucial phase of this pandemic. We are in the midst of our third wave in Ohio. In the spring, as the virus first surged, we shut things down. The Ohioans did what they had to do. We flattened the curve and we were able to open back up. In the summer, we got hit again. The virus was heaviest in our urban areas. And so some of our mayors and our Ohio Department of Health issued mask orders in these hot spots. Mask wearing in those areas went up dramatically. And as a result, cases dropped dramatically. We're now seeing a third spike, but this time things are much different. Now we had been warned that when it got colder and drier and people were indoors more, the virus would rise up again. It certainly has. This surge is much more intense, widespread, and dangerous. As of today, every single one of our 88 counties has a high rate of virus spread. And areas of our state that were previously untouched, our rural areas, are being hit especially hard. Let's look at the numbers. At the end of September, we were averaging under 1,000 cases per day. Today, we reported our second highest number of cases at nearly 5,900 cases. While yesterday, we reached the highest number yet of over 6,500 cases. Now, I know that some people say that the only reason we're seeing more cases is because we're doing more testing. Well, we are doing more testing, and we're very happy about it. But the fact is that while testing has not even doubled, cases have gone up almost four times. Let's talk about our fellow Ohioans who are in the hospital right now with COVID-19. During the spring and summer virus surges, the most COVID patients we ever had in the hospital at one time was a little over 1,100. Last week, we were at almost 2,000 COVID patients in our hospitals. And today, one week later, we are now approaching 3,000. We now also have a record number of patients in our intensive care units. A month ago, 240 patients with COVID 
were in the ICU receiving critical care. Tonight, more than 700 of our fellow Ohioans are in the ICU. We've learned throughout this pandemic that what happens today sometimes won't reveal its full impact for weeks. This is certainly true of hospitalizations. And sadly, it's also true of deaths, leaving us with the stark reality that we simply won't know the ultimate fate of individuals who are diagnosed today with COVID for weeks or even months. Now, despite great work by our medical personnel, improved treatments for COVID, too many of our fellow citizens are still dying. In the first week of October, 86 Ohioans died from COVID-19. With many more Ohioans testing positive for COVID today, we know that number will surely grow. And it already has. During the first week of November, 104 Ohioans died. 104 mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, sons, and daughters. 104 families left to mourn and grieve a loved one. To those families, please know that Ohio grieves with you. Now let's talk about our nurses, our doctors, and all those who care for COVID-19 patients. God bless them. Our hospitals are functioning right now, right now, as if they were at the peak of the flu season in January. But unlike the flu, when hospital personnel know that cases will begin to drop and come to an end in the late winter and early spring, these new COVID cases are not trending down. And it's taking an enormous human toll on our healthcare workers. In the spring, we wanted to be sure we had enough personal protection equipment. That's what we worried about. We worried about ventilators, hospital space. Today, the question is whether or not we have enough people. Our healthcare workers are quite frankly exhausted. They've been running a marathon for nine straight months. And with this new wave and the onset of flu season, it's like they're starting the race all over again. If we don't change this, we will not be able to provide appropriate care for all the Ohioans who need it. All the Ohioans who need it for COVID and for all those Ohioans who require other emergency care, things such as accidents and strokes and heart attacks. Hospitals will again be forced to postpone important but less urgent care. Make no mistake, if nothing changes, this all could happen in just a few short weeks. Today, I was asked by our hospital leaders to confirm that Ohio remains in a state of emergency. I'm telling you tonight, it most certainly does. This state of emergency supports their ongoing efforts to make staffing adjustments in accordance with CDC guidance as they work to care for our rising number of COVID-19 hospital patients. Martin Luther King once said, and I quote, that every crisis has both its dangers and its opportunities. In this most dangerous phase of the pandemic, as Ohioans, we still have opportunities before us. We can control our fate. 
And the good news is that we don't have to search for the tools to fight back. They are ready at hand. We've used them effectively before, and we must use them effectively again. We've got to get back to basics. Wearing a mask. Maintaining at least six feet of distance from each other. Washing our hands frequently. And not having parties, get-togethers in your house. And trying to get adequate fresh air into our homes, particularly as it's getting colder. What each Ohioan does in his or her own life impacts all of us. It impacts every community. It impacts every school, every nursing home, every hospital, every business. And the more people who get the virus, the more likely it will spread to all the places that we desperately want and need to keep open and operating. Just yesterday I received a letter from a local school superintendent who was concerned about community spread in her community. She said, and I quote, that people don't seem to understand that while COVID exposures are occurring outside of the school setting, they are having a profound effect on our ability to keep our school open. Now, the simple truth is that your local school will not be able to stay open if it can't keep teachers in the classroom and bus drivers in buses. This virus threatens our ability also to keep our grandparents safe in nursing homes, our hospitals functioning, our businesses opening, open, and our citizens working. We must do the basic and necessary things to protect those at the front lines. Our nurses, our doctors, our health personnel who are treating patients, our grocery store workers who are keeping our stores open, our teachers, our bus drivers, our child care workers who are helping our children. Let me tell you about Jen. Jen's a nurse at Ohio Health. During the start of the pandemic, she was on medical leave courageously fighting breast cancer. As soon, just as soon as she was medically cleared, Jen jumped right back into action and returned to work, first managing patient, patient cases over the phone and now caring directly for her patients. She wears a mask at all times. She stays home while not working in order to stay safe and to protect her elderly parents and her patients. And so as we wait for this vaccine, we have so much to protect. We can't surrender to this virus. We can't let it run wild until enough of us get the vaccine. It's advancing quickly and seeking victims in every community in Ohio. If you don't know any of its victims yet, sadly, I suspect you will. Throughout the pandemic, most people and most businesses in Ohio have done things right by wearing masks and ensuring that safety guidelines were strictly followed. And we're very grateful for that. It's those actions that kept the virus from spreading uncontrollably in the spring and the summer. Today, every Ohioan, though, lives in a county where there is a high incidence of the virus. 
Most retail businesses have done a good job providing a safe place for their employees to work and for their customers to shop. However, it is clear that there are some businesses where mask wearing is simply lacking. We know that masks work. They are the easiest, most cost-effective way to limit the spread of COVID-19. Every retail employee has the right to work in an environment that is as safe as can be, which means all customers must wear masks. Further, each Ohioan who goes out to shop, wherever they go, they have the right to know that every store they enter, every door they go into to shop will be safe and the people they encounter in that store will all be wearing a mask. Our mask order was issued on July 23rd and in fact says just that. Today, we will reissue that order with three additional provisions. One, each business will be required to post a face covering requirement sign at all public entrances to the store. Two, each store will be responsible for ensuring that customers and employees are wearing masks. And three, we are forming a new retail compliance unit comprised of agents led by the Bureau of Workers' Compensation. They will be inspecting to ensure compliance of that mask order. A first violation of this order will bring about a written warning, but a second violation will bring about closure of the store for up to 24 hours. We must do this. We must do this to protect our frontline workers. And now let me tell you about Ashley. Ashley is a meat and seafood specialist for Kroger in Columbus. She's been with Kroger for five years. Ashley has severe asthma. Ashley has a chronic lung condition. She's an only child, only grandchild. And because many of her immediate family members have compromised immune systems, she has not visited her parents and grandparents since March. We need, we need to follow the safety guidelines so that she can stay well and see her family again soon. <clears throat> As we implement the new mask order, <clears throat> it's essential that we also remember the existing orders that are already in place to slow the spread of the virus. In April, we issued an order to limit gatherings of more than 10 people. That limit has been, and still is, very much in effect. Now this applies to public events <clears throat> and to private gatherings. Despite this order, we have seen rampant spread of the virus as a result of banquets, wedding receptions, and social gatherings following funerals. We have seen great tragedy great tragedy associated with some of these events. Now, it's not the ceremonies causing the problem. It's the party afterward. So to address this, we will be issuing a new order in the next few days that will place significant new restrictions on these social activities. Specifically, open congregate areas can no longer be open. 
This requires, the order also requires everyone to be seated, everyone to wear a mask, unless they are actively consuming food or drinks. And the order prohibits things such as dancing and games. Now let's turn to our bars, our restaurants, our fitness centers. If the current trend continues and cases keep increasing, we will be forced, we will be forced to close restaurants, bars, and fitness centers. We will look at this one week from tomorrow. I'm very well aware of the burden that this will place on employees. I'm well aware of the burden this places on the owners. But these are places, candidly, where it's difficult or impossible to maintain mask wearing, which we know now is the chief way of slowing this virus. Let me turn now to our schools. We must wear our masks to keep our kids in school. Our K through 12 schools are doing a phenomenal job. I thank them. I thank everyone in the schools. I believe that most children are simply better off in school than learning remotely. However, as the increasing surge threatens school districts' ability to keep teachers in the classroom, some schools are starting to shift to virtual learning. We must do everything in our power to slow this virus down so our kids can stay in school. It is up to each and every one of us. What you do in the community, what we all do in the community, impacts whether our kids will be able to stay in school. Because no matter how good the schools are, they cannot overcome widespread COVID in the community. It will get into the schools. Let's turn to our colleges. I want to thank our colleges, our universities, for agreeing to not return to in-person classes after Thanksgiving, but to finish the semester remotely. The vast majority of schools have made this decision. And I also want to thank them for reducing the number of students on campus. That has made a significant difference in helping keep the cases lower and our cases and our campuses safer. But unless we dramatically slow the community spread of this virus, our higher educational institutions in Ohio may have to remain virtual when school opens in January. With widespread COVID, they may have no choice. Again, it's up to us. My friends, my fellow Ohioans, I know you're tired. I'm tired of all this uh, COVID. I know you're tired. I know you're weary. I know you want this to be over. But in words often attributed to Winston Churchill during one of the most dangerous and darkest times of World War II, when you're going through hell, keep going. And so tonight, I ask you, keep going. Recommit to your individual efforts to stay safe because what you do in your private lives affects everyone. Please, please don't host that birthday party or that baby shower 
or that kid's sleepover or that get-together to watch the football game. Don't attend the gatherings that you're invited to. Stay home when you can. Work from home if you can. And as we approach the upcoming Thanksgiving Day holiday, please remember that when someone you don't live with, not in your household, enters your bubble, it puts everyone you live with at risk. Even our family and our closest friends can bring COVID into our homes. They don't do it intentionally, but it happens when they don't know that they have the virus. And we just need to avoid any unnecessary and additional risk right now. If you're going to be with people who don't live in your home, and if you feel there is something you just have to do, please make sure everyone is at least wearing a mask. It matters. Today is Veterans Day. We honor and remember all our men and women who have served our country. They understand what it means to serve a cause greater than themselves. This pandemic gives each of us the chance to serve a higher cause, a more noble purpose than just ourselves. None of us, none of us could easily forgive ourselves if we learned that a loved one got the virus because we had it and we didn't know it. It's just not worth it. It's just not worth the chance. My fellow Ohioans, few times in our lives will we ever be able to do something or refrain from doing something that will or can save a life. This is one of those rare times. Throughout our country's history, each generation has faced unique challenges. In generations gone by, Americans have been asked to lay down their lives that our nation, our country, might live, that we might live in freedom. Today, we all must do something far less dramatic, but very important. Wear a mask. Wear a mask that your friends, neighbors, and family members might live. All of our living generations facing the same, are facing the same challenge in this country at this moment, at the same time. Ohioans have not faced such a collective challenge in 100 years. And whether you're 5 or 15, 20, 50, 80, whatever your age, you're facing the same challenge and have the same opportunities. On Sunday, grandson is due any day now. Each one of us has our own reasons why we wanna be here when this horrible virus is over. And when we make that decision, when we decide whether or not to put on that mask, we should remember all those things that we really want to live for. All the world's great religions have their own version of what most of us learned as children is the golden rule. Treat others as we wish to be treated. 
Now, whether you were raised in a religious household or not, and whether you adhere to religious teachings or not, all of our most revered teachings are based, really, on the principle of believing in and working for something bigger than ourselves. It's a common good. It's the love for our fellow man. It's our obligation to our fellow man. And there's no higher purpose than to work for that common good. Each of us has a moral obligation to do our part. And I believe each one of us will do this. Our beautiful Ohio State Seal depicts the sun shining brightly over Mount Logan in Ross County. That rising sun holds the promise that the light is coming, the dawn is near, and we will together get through this because we are Ohioans. Thank you very much. God bless you. I hope you have a good evening.